First Peter chapter two. Man, I like Peter, boy. Peter, this is the converted Peter, right? This is the same Peter that walked on water. Uh, same Peter that had a big mouth, and you know, same Peter who struggled in his Christian journey. But we find a more mature Peter here. As a matter of fact, the backdrop to this book is persecution. We know that um, they were being persecuted for being Christians. Makes sense. Uh, and then Peter begins to lay out, which I've laid out in the last seven weeks, how we ought to respond to injustice, how we ought to respond to um, authority, authorities, you know, all of the things that God has put in place for us. I introduced you last week to God's divine establishment. Amen. And so today I want to look at verse 16. All right. First Peter chapter two, verse 16 says, live as people who are free. Hmm. Not using your freedom as a cover-up. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a cover-up. Amen. As a cover-up for what? For evil. But living, see, it's all about how you live. As what? Servants of God. Honor everyone. Some people. Love the brotherhood. Fear. These are action words. Fear God. Honor the emperor. I want to talk about this morning. It's a cover up, but I want to talk about dual citizenship and your freedom. Amen. Dual citizenship and freedom. It's a cover-up. Amen. And the reason I use the word cover-up is because a lot of believers, I believe, not all, we live a double life. We've all done it. We appear to be something in the presence of other believers, but behind closed doors, we're something else. Peter is moving from principle to practice. Last week we talked about dual citizenship and authority. That you can't have a problem with authority. As long as they're not asking you to violate God's word, 
you and I have an obligation because of our testimony. Our testimony. I talked about that before. Because of our what? Listen, I don't know if you know how important your testimony is. But your testimony is very important to the kingdom. How you live, what you say, where you go. All of these things are important. Freedom cannot exist without authority. Nor can authority exist without freedom. There must be a balance because freedom without authority is tyranny. I told you that last week. Cruel or obsessive government or rule. Peter has painted a picture that we all need to learn, that, that we all need to try to become in our behavior, you know, in our actions, in our reactions, in our thought pattern. Because remember, you may say I've forgiven, but if, if, the, if the forgiveness does not begin in the mind, then it's, it's, you haven't forgiven. You see? So it's important that we realize that our mindset, what we think matters. A lot of believers understand grace. One saved, always saved. Not, not all, but some. We understand that whom the Son set free is free indeed. Amen. That you've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. And the life that you now live, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself up for you. In other words, we are free, saints. And, and, and I see so many believers living with so many chains. They're still bound to bad attitudes, bound to bad thinking, bound to this or bound to that. But he says, we are free. We can silence the ignorance of foolish people if we operate in the spirit. Are you with me? Told you last week about the divine establishment. The ideal system of authority watch this that sustains your freedom listen uh, the White House is not sustaining your freedom Christ is and within that divine establishment there are people which I told you last volition there's marriage, and in the authority in marriage is the husband. There's family, and in the family, there's parents. And in government, there's whatever rules in office. But listen to this. Arrogance and the lack of humility hinders our freedom. Remember I told you about inflexibility? Legalism? Arrogance? Come on, somebody. Lack of tolerance for certain things. I used to say, you know what, I, I can't, I, I have no tolerance for that, for nonsense. You know, we had that all the time. But oftentimes, that falls under the umbrella of arrogance. 
I wish I had somebody. Christian freedom is always conditioned by Christian responsibility. Say it one more time. Christian freedom is always conditioned by Christian responsibility. Peter says in verse 16, he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to realize that as a believer, you're, you're going to have to be in the world. The Bible says we are the light of the world. Correct? Light of the world. A, a city set on a hill. A salt of the earth. Right? A lamp on a lamp stand. You can't put a lamp underneath the lamp stand. It's not going to light up anything. But, but oftentimes, understanding the parable and living the parable can be very confusing for some of us. Reason why is because there's so much coming at us. From social media to the, to, to the, to the, to the media, to te- television, and all that we see. It affects the believer's ability to live in freedom. I don't understand. How so many of us can be free, but yet be bound. As, as the preacher alluded to earlier, you're married to Christ, but you've been cheating on the Lord. Come on and help me somebody. You and I will never be bound to the law anymore. We've been set free from the requirement of the law through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are set free and we can live free. We can praise. We can pray. We have purpose. We can live for something bigger than us. Listen, he says, live as people who are free. Amen. People who are unrestrained. People who are citizens, not slaves. Oh, I see people get bound to cigarettes, bound to alcohol, bound to, 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 to drugs, and bound to a person. You understand? But, but here's the thing. Have you, ever real, have you ever asked yourself, hey, I'm free? And I'm not talking, I'm talking about free in your mind, free in your heart. You can have peace. He says, but you got to live as people. Who are free. And so the first thing you got to understand. If you're going to understand what this freedom is. And this cover up. Don't cover it up. Watch what he says. He says. Watch this. He says. First thing is. You have to use wisdom. With your freedom. You have to use what? You know what wisdom is? Applied doctrine. That's what wisdom is. Applied doctrine in your heart. Watch this. And you're, you're living your life from a position where you're using God's word in every situation. That's wise. And then he says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. I don't know what to do, God. Ask him. He says, and then when you ask me for wisdom, don't doubt in the next breath just because it's bigger than you. Just because the situation is bigger, the, the, the circumstance look unbearable. He says, don't let that cause you to be unwise some of us are reckless with our freedom you know what just one night it ain't gonna hurt 
And then you got nine months. Oh, Lord. You use your freedom. You ask for forgiveness the next day, you know. You, you know that's what I'm talking about. Be wise with it. Because a lot of us use our freedom like that. Lord, if you only get me out of this this time. Come on, if the tests come back negative. Amen. Because you're free from sin and depravity, watch this, we're also free, watch this, from the weight of the world. The things that the unbeliever is worried about, we don't have to worry about that. Listen, the unbeliever wakes up every day in despair, in in darkness, but we don't have, listen, use wisdom with your freedom. Listen, listen, the things that they worry about, we don't. We have purpose. We have praise. We have worship. We have significance. We find this in Christ because we're royalty. He already said we're royalty. So we allow the world to shine on us. Come on, y'all. When we're free. You worried about this. You worried about that. You worried about what's going to happen next. And, and the Bible says you are free. Be wise with your wisdom. Don't use your wisdom, watch this, to stay in sin. Use your wisdom to get out of sin. Amen. He says live. Come on, how many of you are free this morning? How many of you are free this morning? How, how many of you... Watch this. You're not going to cut. And what happens to us when we go into the world, we cover up our freedom. How can you who've been set free live as slaves again? Slave to your appetites. Slave to depravity. Slave to negativity. Slave to despair. Slave to depression. Come on, somebody. Listen, I want to say this to somebody here today. You are free. Thank God. In this dual citizenship, I'm free. Be wise. Oh, you know, you, you, you know, you know. Uh, let, let, let me let me get to the next point. He said he said not using your freedom as a cover up for evil. You see this word cover up. It may be understood either as an excuse for doing wrong. Before you do wrong, or after the fact, as a cover up because you did wrong. <laughs> I'm saying one more time. It is used, it is understood either as a what? Excuse before or a cover up after. In other words, it is used as a license to sin. We don't want to talk about sin. Why? So, so, so here's the next point. Not only must you use wisdom. Wasting or abusing your freedom. I think about how far I could have been. 
Some of us could have been further along in our Christian journey, but we keep using the grace card. We keep using our, our freedom to cover up what, what type of lifestyle we're living. Amen. We're using this freedom that was paid with a price. Because when you wake up every morning next to that person, it ain't your husband or your wife. Lord, forgive us again. Lord, please forgive us again. And after a while, God gives you and I over to the degrading passions of our hearts. Yet, we're free. But some of us are wasting it. Some of us are abusing it. Peter is saying, you don't use it as a license to sin. Now that you know that you're forgiven, you're free. Listen, many of us know this doctrine. But many of us abuse this doctrine. Lord, forgive me. And I'm guilty. Lord, forgive me. Because there's certain things that I'm trying to get rid of. Come on, somebody. And I thank God for that freedom. I thank God for that grace that he extends to us. But saints, how is it that I'm bound again to the very thing that he released me from? Freedom. Lord, help me to not abuse what you paid that price for. Romans chapter 1 is real deep now. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got you to gotta understand this. Ephesians 2.12. Don't go there. Says this. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ. You know you want to abuse this freedom? Watch this. He says you were separated from Christ. Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope. Oh, I thank God that I got hope now. The every blood-bought believer has hope today, y'all. You have hope. You have hope. He says you were without hope. Watch this. And without God in the world. Oh my gosh. So when I step out in the world now, I have God with me. Whereas before, I had no God with me. Oh man, how did I make it this long? Tell your neighbor, how did we make it? Talk to somebody in your house and tell them, how did we make it this long without the Lord? Saints, I want to tell you something. I'm grateful for my freedom. I'm thankful for my freedom. And, and listen, every, listen, every now and then, I think back to where he brought me from, and I think about the fact that I was separated from Christ. I had nothing. I was nothing without him. Without hope. I know what that feels like. I can, I can go back in time. And tell you, hopelessness is not something that you really want to live in for a long period of time. But I thank God who the sun sets free. We are free from that.
But just as a reminder, don't abuse it, y'all. Watch what he says next. He says, but living. Oh, as what? Servants, right? Slaves, bond servants. In other words, he says you must live. Don't, don't forget your freedom, but he says live as servants. You know, that's the cute word for slaves. You, you know, I'm sorry, the, the Greek word. <laughs> For, for for slave that that word that word that word in the Greek the word is doulos, amen, and, and it means voluntary slavery. Oh, Fre- frequently the word carries the idea of, of someone who gives himself to another. See, see, here's the thing: for service. So as believers, we shouldn't have a problem feeding the hungry. Praying for those who are less fortunate. In other words, we're trying to live baller status in the kingdom. Listen, I don't understand when when, when the kingdom has changed from everybody being the chief and nobody want to be the Indian. And then watch this. And then even the the chief want to be chiefier than Jesus. If that's a word. <laughs> you understand? You, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. He says. He says. Listen. He says. He says. Li- listen. The world doesn't want anything to do with us. Why? Because we don't serve them. Right? Watch this. He says, "Living as servants of God." Don't forget, you got that tag on you. So not only must you not wasting or abusing your freedom, but next thing is witnessing. The humility that comes from knowing I'm free makes me a servant. If we live as servants of God, when the pressure of life comes, you will know the difference between testing and evil. See, because James says, consider it all joy. See, the unbeliever is without hope in the world. But when the pressure comes on us, watch this, we can tell the difference. We know it's for testing, not for destruction. See? Now, now you'll know the difference between testing and discipline. Because we God does discipline those he loves, right? And, and so and so and so he says, he says, if if we serve in the kingdom, or if we're serving in the kingdom, we have to switch masters. You can't love two. And you can't serve two. Because serving two is hard to do. He says either you're going to love one. God made us this way. That we can only love one. And if you love him. And if you serve him. He said use your freedom as a witness. Servitude saints. And you know what a servant, you know how a servant operates? A servant operates in humility. Not everybody want to serve anymore. And that's because the doors of the church are closed doesn't mean you can't serve. Come on and say amen. 
He says, he says, he says, live. Listen, make, make servitude a lifestyle. So how do I do that? How do I do that? Serve. The, the, the word also means to be devoted to someone. How many of you are devoted to the Lord? That's what it means to serve. He says, don't live a cover-up life. An undercover life. Uh-oh. Or in the closet life. Hiding your evils. But let your life be an open book. Because I've been freed from hopelessness. I've been freed from the chains that had me bound to negativity. I've been set free. From all of these things. From sin that set a barrier between myself and Jesus. Be free. So use your freedom, saints. Use it. Use it not just to benefit yourself, but to be a blessing to somebody else. How many people want to be like you? Oh. Verse 17. Verse 17 gets heavy. Get some action words here now. He says, honor. See, we, we, we sometimes as believe we disrespectful, you know. You know, we, we, we get kind of disrespectful. They're supposed to be treating me as a. He says, honor who? 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 Everyone, right? All. Injustice. Some things are wrong. But he says, if you, this word honor, it means to place a value on everyone. This is how you disrespect people. You see them as a penny. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't doing nothing for you, you know. You see this person as a quarter. Amen. But you see this person as a thousand dollar bill. See, value, value, value. Pa- parents, uh, children don't put a lot of, when they start losing value for their parents. Husband and wife, when they start losing value for each other. Come on. Uh, 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 workplace. I'm, I'm going to get to that next. At the workplace, right? You know, you know. The, the, the authorities, come on, we start losing value. He says, honor who? Everyone. If you make that the golden rule of life, which is supposed to be anyways. But watch this. See, some of us get beside ourselves because of this freedom. See, freedom has a price with it. Ah, it does. It has a, it has a price. And let me say something. If you don't know how to handle your freedom, if you don't know how to be responsible with your freedom, if you don't know how to steward your freedom, you can take advantage of it, and now you got to cover up. Why do you think some people fade away from church? Because they're living that cover-up life, that undercover life. But I thank God. That light 
always dispel darkness. And if you live in the light, no matter what pressure, could it be that the last situation you got into was for your growth, not for your destruction? But you took it the wrong way. Freedom has a price. But with freedom comes responsibility. Just like with the blessings that God gives you. See? Watch this. Honor everyone. Honor who? Everyone. The next thing is watch how you treat people with your freedom. God gonna forgive me. I'm gonna cuss you out. But then when I leave, come on now. I said, come on now. Yeah, when I when I look, I, we we get into. I ain't gotta like you. You ain't in my circle. I ain't fooling with you. Uh oh. Amen. That was my mad black voice. <laughs> I ain't fooling with you. You know, I'm just playing. <laughs> and then you twist in your head and things like that. You know, you know what I mean? But the point is, <laughs> amen, you could do it virtually too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch how you treat people with your what? Freedom. You put a value on everybody. You have that impersonal love for them, the love that the Father had for you before you entered into a personal love relationship with him. Are y'all with me? Everyone, no matter what color, no matter what class, no matter what zip code, they, no matter what they've done to you, honor everyone. Everyone. That's what we're called to do. Now, this last piece is pretty powerful. I had, he says, "Love." I could, I could, I, I could preach this last. This last piece of the verse. There's four sermons in him. Love the brotherhood. That means Christian brothers and sisters. Notice he didn't say that. That love that he's talking about here. The love that he's talking about here is agape love. You extend agape love. To, un, to believers, to other believers. See? S some of us don't even like the people in the church. But we get along better with the people in the world. That's a deception. But he says, love the brotherhood. What's next? Fear God. These are characteristics of what we must have with our freedom. What's what, what, what he said next? He says, fear God. Watch what he says. He says, honor the president. Put a value on it. The office of emperor. If we were to get this, so, with freedom, my last point, you choose to love, fear, and honor who? God. 
Because the same thing you extend to people is the very same thing you got to extend to God. And I want to say to somebody here today, you've, you've used your freedom to say, I, I ain't putting up with none of that. But if you don't fear, honor, and love God, then how in the world are you going to fear, honor, and love people? And you can't live in this world solo. Lord, with this free, listen, can I tell you something? Let me, let me share this. Let me share this with you. Before Christ, we didn't give a hoot about nothing. Before Christ, we didn't love God because we, we were without God. We didn't really love nobody. Listen, we were by ourselves in this world doing what we does. Come on, help me somebody. We didn't love nobody. Love don't live here no more. Amen. If we even understand even the word love. Because the way we loved before, we loved with some strings attached to it. But with your freedom now in Christ. In Christ. When Jesus was hanging on the cross. And he was looking at his mother and one disciple, one disciple that showed up, one disciple out of 12. And he was hanging on that cross with the weight of the world. He understood that all of this was being done for us. And had he not hung on that cross because he loved us. Because he loved us. We would not have the ability today to choose. What is love? To an unbeliever, what is love? Love for unbelievers is not sacrificial. Love to the world has, has string. The Bible says the hope that the world gives you is not real hope. Satan can counterfeit love. Make it all about how you make me feel. But I want to tell you something. When you're free, you're living as a servant of God. You're not covering up your evil. But guess what? You're using your freedom as an opportunity. Witness to a dying world. You say, I, I won't turn the other cheek. Turning the other cheek is an act of love. Come on, somebody. Because you have the power to turn the other cheek. Whereas before, you would go off. Every successful system has a purpose. A policy and authority. On a football team... The coach's purpose is to win. His policies promote winning. His what? Policies promote winning. His structure of authority takes the talented, the arrogant, the strong, the weak, the lazy, the indifferent, and teaches them how to concentrate under pressure. Transforming them 
into a winning team. The system enables his team to establish a consistent winning record over the years, regardless of who is on the team. Thank you, Cam Newton. Because we're going to win this year. If not this year, next year because of the COVID-19. Because, because watch this. It doesn't matter how they execute the plays as long as they execute the coach's plays. Come here, Cam Newton. God has a perfect system for the Christian. A way of life that is greater than any human system. God transforms all kinds of believers into mature believers. The lazy, uh, the arrogant, come on somebody, the unteachable. Watch this. And he transforms us into a winning team in the devil's world. In God's system, the purpose is to glorify God. The policy is grace and freedom. And the authority is the sovereignty of God. Like the coach, God has done the thinking, the planning, the strategizing. And he calls the plays. As believers, our responsibility is to execute the plays. How do you do that, Pastor? Use wisdom with your freedom. Don't waste or abuse your freedom. Witness with your freedom. Watch how you treat people with your freedom. And with your freedom, choose to love, fear, and honor God and everyone else. And we will have a winning season. God bless you.